Next on BYU Sports Nation, who's my quarterback? Game day eve for the Cougars and Aggies. How does BYU change depending on who starts at QB? It's the first ball night of the season for men's hoops. What do we want to see out of the Cougars tonight? And how about this question of the day? Would back-to-back rivalry wins make up for BYU football losses against USF and Toledo? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying the first day of November wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Halloween candy raider Jerem Jordan. Had fun last night. Uh, the fam was Marvel characters. Uh, my daughter was uh, Captain Marvel. So that was fun. Little Captain America outfit for my one-year-old boy, Tate. Uh, so that was funny. I kept saying, Cap, what do you want us to do? And he wouldn't respond. But that was, you know, we'll work on that. Uh, but there was a trunk or treat last night mm-hmm. in the uh, parking lot between the Smithfield House and the RB, or excuse me, the uh, SAB. And look at this. Some costumes uh, from uh, the uh, football team. Trajan Peely. I'm not exactly sure. That's uh, dressed up as the big bad wolf. Yeah, that's a big bad wolf. Indeed. Right there. Um, <laughs> Isaiah Kafusi yeah, and family. Harry Potter, I think. Matt Bushman with uh, Thor's hammer. Oh, nice. Fat, Wonder he's fat Woman. Thor. He's Fat Thor. Fat Thor? <laughs> From Avengers Endgame? That's hilarious. Oh, that's so awesome. Good. Two burning questions. Uh, one relating specifically to Halloween candy. Are you a candy corn guy? No. No. Yeah, I'm not really either. I, 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 My I, daughter likes candy corn. I'm kind of like whatever. So I, I feel like that's a divisive subject in our society it is. in America. No, no like, it's there's, do you like candy corn or do you not like candy corn? There's two types of people corn. in this world, you know. Right? I don't care what the other categories are. It's <laughs> candy corn is the divide. <laughs> what does it say about somebody if you like candy corn? If you corn? like candy corn? Yeah. That you're more open to things? <laughs> I don't know. Because I just don't think it tastes good. You're not entirely shut off to things. Yeah. Also, I don't trust that that's like clean Never been used anywhere else, candy. Ah, I'm like, oh, it's like we're okay. some little kids' feet in this at some hay bale <laughs> event. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm a little nervous about that. <laughs> now I can see why uh, you'd be hesitant to you go want some in candy, on the candy corn. corn. Uh, no. <laughs> What was your second burning question? I can't remember now. <laughs> I can't remember. Let's just say the flame went up. I'll, I'll try and remember, but okay. we got so far off on the candy we'll, corn tangent, we'll be, I can't remember. We'll be here for another hour. Let's go. Here is today's show lineup. Loaded Friday game day eve show featuring the voice of the Utah State Aggies, Scott Gerard. Scotty. Also a radio host in Salt Lake City. He knows about the Cougars very well. What type of Aggie team does he expect to show up when Utah State takes the field following an embarrassing loss at Air Force. Also, Jason Shepard goes one-on-one with emerging BYU running back Sione Finau. Why did he find his groove against Boise State, and how does it keep it moving forward? Plus, our going for two picks. Jerem leads by four right now. Bring on your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yes, the Cougars of BYU football off to Logan today. A second straight rivalry game this season happens tomorrow night. BYU trying to follow up the win over then 14th ring Boise State by taking down another top-tier Mountain West team, Utah State, and ending, perhaps most importantly, the two-game losing streak to the Aggies. What? Kickoff set for 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific on ESPN2. Countdown to kickoff goes live at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and myself in Logan. 
Get you set for the Cougars and Aggies. On Thursday Night Football, the Niners stand defeated with the 28-25 road win against Arizona. Federico Warner had nine tackles and a pass deflection. He's the leading tackler on the NFL's second-ranked defense, by the way. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots look to stand defeated against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens Sunday. More Cougars in the NFL coming up in the whip. 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball sweeps St. Mary's last night in decisive fashion, 25-15, 25-11, and 25-13. McKenna Miller had a fantastic night, hitting nearly 600. She led the team with 13 kills, one block, followed by Heather Knighting with nine kills and five blocks. Cougars are 19-3 overall, 10-1 in the West Coast Conference, tied with San Diego atop the league. Watch BYU host Pacific tomorrow at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on BYU TV with Jerem Jordan and Amy Gant. Men's basketball plays its only public exhibition tonight against Division II school UT Tyler, who lost to Utah. Uh, I'll have pregame on the BYU Cougars app starting at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific uh, for Jason Shepard, who's traveling to San Francisco for soccer tomorrow. Uh, the game will be on uh, BYU TV as well. Hilly Childs eligible to play tonight, but must sit out of the first nine regular season games. This will also be our first look at Arizona transfer Alex Barcelo. Who's going to start for BYU if Yoli Childs does not start? And we'll see how Mark Pope plays that because, like you said, he can play. Does he bring game, him off the bench or not? Yeah, this this yeah. is going to be interesting. Like, does BYU have to get ready for the real season with their perceived starting five when the games really matter? Fullerton lost an exhibition to a D2 school, so I would say no. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's been the hot topic for the last two weeks, taking us through the bye week. Baylor Romney leads BYU to a ranked win at home against Boise State. He has the hot hand. But Jaron Hall is the designated number two and has been basically for the last year. So who do you go with if Hall's coming off concussion protocol, but Romney has the hot hand of beating Boise State? And more importantly, Jerem, who is BYU with each of those quarterbacks at the helm? Let's start with who is BYU if Jaron Hall starts? I think BYU is a a dangerous offense. We saw Jaron Hall uh, go deep to Dax Milne for a touchdown. A great throw, great catch. Uh, He was a run threat, which, by the way, without sacks, Jaron Hall ran 11 times for 109 yards and a touchdown. How about that? Threw for 148 as well. By the way, Baylor and uh, Jaron both completed 15 passes exactly uh, in each of their first starts. Um, USF was in the backfield a lot uh, in spite of Jaron Hall's ability to run. Uh, 13 tackles for loss, six sacks. BYU went 0 for 2 in the red zone with Jaron Hall as a starter, 0 for 2 with Baylor Romney at the end of that game as well, 1 for 2 in terms of touchdowns. BYU did score a couple field goals there. BYU does need to be better I, uh, in the red zone, everywhere, more explosive. I think that Air Force showed us that running the ball against Utah State could be a thing that could lead to some success. Air Force dominated the Aggies. So, if it, I mean, if all things are equal, both are healthy, ready to go, uh, I would go Jaron Hall. I, I would go Jaron Hall even if it wasn't all things equal um, because, I, like we've talked about the last two weeks leading up to this, I'm excited to see Jaron play. We're looking at his run, his touchdown run against USF. He's an explosive dude. Baylor Romney didn't do anything wrong. He made great throws. He didn't make any th- crazy throws, right? He, he just did what BYU asked him to do, and uh, that's to his credit. He had a higher quarterback rating. Neither guy turned the ball over. I think that's really important as well. Um, Jaron Hall's the guy to me tomorrow. Yeah, Steve Young was right. Baylor Romney won't do anything or at least to this point hasn't done anything to disappoint you. And he put real value in 
being able to send a play out and have it be executed how you want it to be executed. So, yes, there is value in that, and he wasn't too high. He wasn't too low. I'm pretty sure Baylor Romney's resting heart rate is like 12. I know. He, you know, like, he, he might be like a vampire. Has, he just has, he like, no emotion, really. Not too high tonight. He's just really calm and was so calm in the situation against Boise State. But I still think that Jaron Hall allows BYU to be more dynamic. So how will it be different? Well, if Jaron Hall starts, then BYU will have more play action. They'll have Jaron Hall rolling out of the pocket more, whereas Baylor Romney is more of a traditional quarterback, and they're not going to ask him to do as much with his legs. Baylor Romney showed that he has capability to extend a play by moving up in the pocket and being a little bit mobile in there. But, like, Jaron Hall can run around and create havoc. You know, I, I, I almost I was watching Kyler Murray play last night for Arizona, and I was like, okay, that that's kind of what Jaron Hall can do for BYU. Jer- yeah, Jaron Hall would be the double A version, right? Sure, like yeah. a lot of we need to see him play a lot it's more. Not, he's not Kyler Murray. But he's right. that, he's has that type of skill set with his legs, right? And Baylor can run too. He didn't run a lot. I I don't think that Baylor is the traditional sit in the pocket guy. I think he kept it simple for that game. Um, Aaron Roderick told us, or has has said. Uh, Baylor Romney is one of the best athletes on the team. He's talking about his ability to run, right? So Jaron Hall is a proven runner, though, um, in terms of that one game. He ran for 109 yards without sacks. Once you take sacks into account, it goes down to 83, 16 for 83. But it was 11 for 109 and a touch if he has no sacks, which is pretty crazy. A 100-yard rusher. Does he need to be more explosive with his arm? Sure. Here's the key, though. No matter who's in there, don't turn it over. BYU has won all three games in which... Uh, or, or the three wins were zero turnovers. BYU's BYU lost some t- games when they yes. were plus two. USF, BYU didn't turn it over, lost the game. But you give yourself a chance, right? And in, in this case with Utah State, this is an even matchup. Turnovers have been a big deal. We talked yeah. about it yesterday, and, and Dave McCann brought it up this week. Uh, BYU minus nine in the two games. It's insane. The two BYU losses, turned the ball over nine? seven times in 2017 and still were in position to win that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Jalen Davis had uh, two pick sixes yeah. in 2017. You know, I love that to compare everything to cars, right? Who is BYU with Jaron Hall? They're like a Subaru, okay? A little bit more oomph. With Baylor Romney, they're like a Honda Accord V6. Just more efficient, a little and bit more And this is based on one look at Auto Trader yeah. for 10 there, minutes. There you go. Because we've barely seen there these you go. cars. You know okay. what I mean? Topic two. The season's been as weird as tunnel singing and socks with sandals. BYU beat Tennessee and USC, but lost to Toledo and South Florida. Don't remind me. In the first half of the season. Then last game, the Cougars somehow beat number 14 Boise State mm-hmm. and prepare for Utah State tomorrow. So Makes Spencer, perfect sense. If BYU beats Utah State off the Boise State win, does it make up for the losses against Toledo and South Florida? Oh, man. We've talked about this, how BYU could win out, and then the conversation would immediately go to, wow, that was an amazing turnaround. But what happened? What happened in Tampa? You know, like, yes. It, it will turn I'm, to that. I'm saying that now, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say that all season. So I, I don't know that anything can make up for Oh. The head scratchers in Toledo and Tampa. But I will say this. If it brings about dramatic change and shifts everything in the way that Kalani Satake does things in his program and how hands-on he is with the defense and how involved he is with his whole football team and it changes everything for the future moving forward, then I would say, yes, it was worth it and it does make up for it. If BYU beats Boise State and Utah State, they'll have the first winning record that they've had against 
rivalry teams since Kalani Satake took over. Pretty incredible. They would be three and nine overall, but they would be two and one against the rivals this season. That's never happened. BYU would avoid doing something that hasn't happened in a very long time by beating Utah State in Logan, Jerem, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Utah State hasn't beaten BYU at home in back-to-back games since 1971 and 1973. So Merlin Olsen yeah. was an awesome player. Back in the day. Hey, let's uh, let's. It was great. Not end some trends, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My answer to this: Yes, it would make up for it. Here's why. Oh, really? Didn't we think BYU was probably going to go four and four anyway? Right through through eight. Yeah. Something but, like that. Yeah. Just right? nobody had BYU beating Tennessee, USC, Boise State, and potentially Utah. State. Wouldn't you trade those? Isn't isn't it worth it? Like if you said oh, BYU struggled against Boise State and Washington, Utah, and USC, and blah blah. I, w- I would take these. If you say, you picked the wins, I would have picked Utah, I would have picked Washington, but Tennessee and USC and Boise State and Utah State, are you in the first eight? Yeah. Yes. This, those would make up for it. Trust me, those were stinky losses at Toledo, out South Florida. But I'd rather be surprised positively. I mean, I mean, at the end of the season, we're going to go, okay. And plus, what is BYU doing? BYU's building. They're getting better. They're learning things. They're evolving. And that's the point. Crap happens, and it has with this season, right? But BYU's figuring out ways to improve and be better and make adjustments behind the scenes and have three different quarterbacks start and beat a top 15 team. If BYU does this, yes. You remember how we felt at the end of last season? Hopeful. Seven and six, but hopeful because Zach Wilson was the guy, and we'll see when Zach comes back in uh, this season. I say yes. I say if BYU beats Boise State and Utah State, it makes up for those losses. I'm genuinely surprised because I know how upset you were and how disgusted you were after but the Toledo and USF why. losses. These wins matter more than average. the average win, right? I wouldn't take a Utah State win over, say, a USC win, but I would take a, a rivalry win over almost any other okay. group of five and yeah. some power five wins. Yeah, I mean, in the midst of adversity, if it results in BYU beating Boise State and Utah State and then going on this run – Yes, then to yeah, the end of the season. There is value in that, right? BYU, yeah, then BYU would have won five in a row, maybe six. San Diego State, we'll see that game. Then there's progress, Yeah, and that's important. What if BYU's 8-4 at the end of the regular season? It was one, then it was oh, worth it. Oh. Then it was worth it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you on that point for sure. On to basketball. Oh, yeah. Mark Pope. Ball and the night. new coaching era begins for BYU in exhibition format, but still, this is the first look we'll have at a Mark Pope coach team in an organized game. When the Cougars host UT Tyler tonight. Can we say Texas Tyler? Sure. He's playing Texas. BYU hosts Texas Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, Texas. Incredible. In town. Crazy. Jeremy, what do you want to see tonight in the men's basketball exhibition against Texas Tyler? I want to see who the starting five is. I want to see how Yoli Childs performs. I want to see how your boy Alex Barcelo uh, performs. I want to see what systems BYU runs. When Yoli Childs isn't in the game, Gavin Baxter out for the year. What does BYU look like? This We've heard all about this small roster, which, by the way, Mark Pope keeps ribbing the media without the media knowing. He says, hey, we're gonna, you guys may chuckle, but Taylor Mond's going to have to play some five. No, he's not. He's just saying that. It's, but it's hilarious. Like, just look for these little nuggets. When he t- Taylor Mond in the five. No, he's not. Come on. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. I, I like the composition of this team. It is going to be a struggle without Yoli Childs for nine games. But tonight, we're going to see this new-look BYU team with a new coaching staff. Let's not forget that. 
what are the plays look going to look like? What's the offense and defense going to look like? What's the energy in the gym like? I'm excited to see all that. BYU's arguably, well, I'll, I'll say they are. They are one of the top three teams ever. Probably top two with Jimmer Fredette, right? Sweet 16. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 81 versus 2011. When Brandon Davies went out, they were forced to go small. Do you remember who Kyle, was playing the Kyle five? Collinsworth. Kyle Collinsworth was playing in the post, yeah. and Logan Magnuson was playing in the post. Yeah. Yes, they had the player of the year as a dynamic scorer and an incredible player, but BYU is capable of playing small and fast. So if Dalton Nixon is playing the five, and you have Connor Harding, Alex Barcelo, TJ Haas, and Jimmer Jake playing Toulson tonight, on the floor. what are you saying? No, I'm not saying Jimmer's playing tonight, but I'm saying like. We've we've seen this before. We we have seen it at BYU in the recent past where they were forced to play small. BYU needs to discover some magic with TJ Haas, Jake Toulson, Alex Barcelo, and maybe Connor Harding. I feel you, but there isn't a twenty nine a game guy walking through that no, door. I'm not saying I'm not saying there is. Well that's that's what made up for it though. Is that you had the all time steals leader who was a forty five percent three point shooter in Jackson Emory. You had Charles Buo, Noah Hartsock. Don't call me Hartstock. Uh, yeah, that, that was awesome. That was one of the greatest teams. I'm not saying randomly, is... by the way, my sister-in-law is living with Noah Hartsock's parents right now. Oh, how, how that's a super that? random. Okay. I don't Small even world. know why I brought it up. Spoiler alert. So I, I want to <laughs> see how BYU will attack things with a small lineup when, yes. when Dalton Nixon yes. is the five and they have Connor Harding playing the four. Yes. And then a really, what we think is going to be a really solid, deep guard line. Jake Tulson. Can he? Be the guy. Who's the best player on this team without Yoli Child? Does BYU it have Jones? a 20-a-game guy amidst that guard line? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know for Dan, for 30-a-game, but does BYU have a 20-a-game guy in this small lineup? We, we think that there will be somebody scoring 20 every night, right? Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Our question of the day, back to BYU football at Utah State tomorrow. Jeremy and I just talked about this. Do back-to-back rivalry wins make up for head-scratching losses at Toledo and at USF. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Josh Sees Scrolls on Twitter. Absolutely. Especially if the Boise State win and a Utah State win were the product of those losses. Sometimes, like Florida, after Ole Miss in 2008, Tim Tebow speech, I promise you no one's going to work harder. It is a loss that propels a team to do things that otherwise would not have done. Hashtag BYUSN. Let's go. Coming up, can I extend my going for two leads? Scott Gerrard, the voice of the Utah State Aggies, joins us. What type of USU team does he expect to show up after that embarrassing loss to Air Force? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for Countdown to Kickoff, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV as we show you warm-ups from Maverick Stadium, live hits with Spencer, break down the matchup, as well as a brand-new deep blue feature. Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV. I'm just glad it's going to be over 40 degrees for the majority of the day in Logan tomorrow because I have experienced... And then much it's going to get really cold at night, right? I've experienced much colder. E- even with the drop in temperature tomorrow night, it won't be what it was in 2015 when the wind chill was like 6 degrees. Oh, yeah, that, that one was really bad. In late November. That one so was really bad. I'm uh, counting my blessings for this. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is 
the voice of the Utah State Aggies. He is a host of the Hanson Scotty Giso on the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and friend of the program. Scott, welcome back to the show. How are you? Two of my favorite human beings on the planet. I could not be more excited than to talk to you on a beautiful Friday. Wow. You're too kind. Yes, You're you too are. Kind. Let's just end it there because we're all, all right. Yeah. Feeling good. <laughs> Scott, thanks for joining us. Great to have you. And, uh, you know, honesty may not be my strong suit either, but, you oh, know, whatever. Boom. Wow. <laughs> Could have saved that to the end. Okay, I'm going to need you to channel your honesty if you can here and tell me what version of each team do you expect to show up tomorrow based on what BYU and Utah State did in their last games against Boise State for the Cougars and Utah State in a surprisingly lopsided loss in Colorado Springs against Air Force? Yeah, everybody's kind of scratching their head after that Air Force game because that was, you know, Air Force is a really good team, and the coaches talked about, uh, I talked to them before the game, and they said, you know, Gary Anderson's got a long history with Air Force. He said, this is the best team I've ever seen, but, but nobody expected what we saw. Uh, on Saturday between those two teams. Utah State was just out physical on both sides of the ball um, and just, I mean, it was just dominating. And uh, BYU played just played their best game of the season against Boise State in taking down the Broncos. So if, th- if both those teams replicate those same performances, it could be a long day in Logan tomorrow for Utah State. But I don't think that's going to be the case, at least on Utah State side. Uh, I think they will play much, much better um, I don't know how that translates onto the scoreboard, but I don't anticipate you'll see that same effort from Utah State uh, tomorrow as what we saw against uh, Air Force last week. Over the summer, I thought Jordan Love was the best quarterback that BYU would face, and he's still a very talented player. But this year it's certainly been different, replacing nine starters, a, a new offense uh, and coordinator. What's been the biggest difference for him from last year to this year? I think the offensive line's been probably one of the bigger issues they've dealt with they can't really establish now they've had some you know overall look at their running attack and and the yards are pretty good uh but they they just haven't had had the ability to really put together long time-consuming drives or that 14 15 play drive where half of it's on the ground uh they haven't been able to establish consistent running football and 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 it's forced jordan love to have to throw the ball and and their interior of that line has given up some pressure so he's always had and i know you know, probably Kyrus Tong is licking his chops because, you know, if, you, if you're able to get that interior push, which he's been able to do all year, that really throws Jordan Love off his game. And then you add, you know, a new batch of wide receivers, a new tight end, everything else into it, and the timing just hasn't been there. The thing that's been concerning is that Utah State offensively played their best game against Wake Forest the first game of the year, and then it's kind of regressed as the season's gone on. I think there's uh, a commonality on how defenses have faced them. They like if you can press those wide receivers, if you can get an interior pass rush, it throws Utah State's timing off. And I think teams have found that out and are really trying to work that angle with this offense. And Utah State's going to have to adjust. But it's not just Jordan Love. He, he will be the first to admit he's not playing nearly at the level he was last year. But there's a lot of other factors. And I think uh, a lot of the new faces and the inexperience on uh, the wide receiver core and on the offensive line has been a big issue, too. The voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard, with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's no secret the Cougars have really struggled to stop the run this year. And you just talked about the Utah State offensive line trying to get something going. So do you anticipate that Gary Anderson will try and establish a run game knowing what he knows about BYU and how they've struggled this season there? I think it'll be a point of emphasis, but Utah State will freely admit, and this isn't where Gary Anderson wants the team to be throughout his tenure, but this is who the – 2019 Utah State football team will be. They will use the, the pass to set up the run. 
I mean, that's just that's just who they are right now. Uh, and eventually that'll change, and this team will be a little bit different offensively going forward after this year. But as of this year, it'll be a pass-first team. They will pass the ball and then try to supplement it with the running game. Here's the issue for Utah State: is I don't anticipate they'll have a hard time. They'll have a hard time moving the ball because this has just been kind of their mo outside of the Air Force throughout Air Force game throughout the season. They can get from the twenty to the twenty. And it's what happens once Utah State gets inside the red zone. They have not been, in fact, they're probably one of the worst red zone teams in terms of scoring touchdowns inside the red zone. And a lot of that is due to running the football. So the question is, can Utah State run the ball inside the red zone against that BYU defense? To me, that's going to be the biggest key in this game. If they can, then Utah State can score some touchdowns, which they did in Provo last year inside the red zone. If they're kicking field goals, then it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting game, to say the least. If you're a fan of no touchdowns in the red zone, this is the best game in the country this yeah, week. This Utah, is game, Utah sure. State is the worst, and BYU is third worst. So, so <laughs> this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. You know what's you know what's going to happen now is every each team's going to like go three for three or something. It's going to be we'll have fantastic. a seventy to sixty six game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have a uh, we'll have a review of that old fifty eight fifty six yes. game from back yes. in the day. Hey, uh, we're trying not to talk about that one, but thank you. <laughs> uh, Utah State uh, opened as a seven-point favorite. That has dropped all the way down to as low as three. Do you think that line is fair? Uh, yeah. I, I uh, you know, honestly, based on last week, I was surprised that BYU wasn't a favorite. Uh, but, you know, Vegas Vegas sometimes misses on lines, and boy, and when they do, the gamblers take advantage of it pretty quick. And, and I think that uh, when that thing opened up at seven, heavy money came in on uh, on uh, BYU, and by the way, entertainment purposes only, folks. I'm not, you know, I'm not a gambler, but 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 I understand why why that line would move as heavily as it did, just because it it makes a lot of sense. You know, BYU coming off a huge win and coming off a bye week, and Utah State coming off one of their worst losses that we've seen, you know, in the last several years. Scott Gerard with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now, Utah State has a quality win against San Diego State. In fact, that's the Aztecs' only loss. They're a ranked team, and if you look at the combined record of who Utah State has lost to between Wake Forest, LSU, and now Air Force, that's 20-3. and three. So yeah. it, Utah State at 4-3, and three, who are they, Scott? Who is this team? Well, and that's, you know, and that's the other element, too, because there's been, you know, after coming off that 11-2 and two and nationally ranked season, the expectations were still really high for this team. And so there's a little kind of gloom and doom going on. But then when you take a step back and realize, Okay, you know we played some really good teams, and Utah State their their schedule last year wasn't wasn't tough. It wasn't a difficult schedule at all. This year, it's completely different. And uh, I think people, and that's what Gary Anderson's been preaching all week, saying we're still a really good team. This is a really good football team. We played really good teams, and uh, look, nobody's going to LSU and beating LSU this year. Uh, Wake Forest, Utah State, all they had to do was get one first down Ugh. late in that game, and they win that game. Um, and then, you know, in the Air Force game was, was a debacle, to say the least. But, but this is still a really, really good football team, and they just need to remember that. And I think that there's a lot of confidence going into this game. You know, I have a chance to talk to a lot of coaches, and they feel really confident that, that they're going to get this thing righted and that they'll go back to who they are and understand that this is a good football team in Logan and have a chance to, uh, to win three in a row against, uh, against BYU and something that I know a lot of these kids are really fired up about. It'd be the first time since uh, 72 through 74, so a lot on the line for that. BYU still trying to figure out who the quarterback's going to be. Do you think it matters since both Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney only have one start under their belt, and now they're going to have to uh, go up to Logan and, and try and win this game? 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the the coaches are preparing for both. Uh, they understand that you know the two players have different skill sets. I think that they're probably leaning more on preparing for Jaron Hall than uh, than Romney. But I but I, I they understand that it could go either way, and frankly, it could be both of them throughout the course of a game. So they're preparing for both. I think that they I think I think most of us uh, anticipate it'll be Jaron Hall, but. Uh, but either way, they've they've got a uh, they've got a game plan for either either quarterback. What about Coy Detmer Jr. again? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was, Does that he have any eligibility left? I don't know. He's, he's playing D two. Okay he threw for like four hundred yards in D two last week or something. So oh, things wow. are going well for Coy. Yeah. <laughs> for they, did, they didn't go well in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Scotty G. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the bye week scenario. Uh, Utah State in the recent past has done a nice job coming off bye weeks and really handing it to BYU. The Cougars had been on a short week, but now it's BYU with the bye week. How much do you think that will factor in to how this game plays out tomorrow night? I think it matters. I really do. And I think Utah State purposely tried to set up their schedule over the last couple of years to take advantage of it. And then this year, uh, you know, they like LSU came with a pretty hefty paycheck uh, to go down there and pay and to play. And so BYU, and so Utah State asked BYU to move that schedule or move that game back. I think BYU is happy to do it in terms of being able to set up the bye week in their favor. Uh, you always look. I think you always want to come off a bye week. And Kalani Sataki and Gary Anderson coming from that Kyle Whittingham tree, where he always plays extremely well coming off an off week. I think that's a really decided advantage for BYU in this game. As Utah State coming off, you know, uh, you know, a very difficult loss to Air Force in which they played really poorly. And they got banged up. Um, I, I think that that's going to be uh, a heavy advantage for the Cougars in this game. It's it's the Lavelle Edwards tree, and he's ours, Scott. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, okay, fair enough. That's that's my bad. You're right. He did play there, but we <laughs> named the stadium after him, so we win. And you know, and Kyle was a GA for what yes. a couple of years, so yeah. I think yeah, yep. it's still the Lavelle tree. You're yeah. right. Scott, great to talk to you, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to get some ice cream in Logan. So, really quickly, what's the best flavor of Aggie ice cream that I need to try today? Well, it, well, it really depends. I mean, what is chocolate chip? Because that's probably their best. Uh, okay. You know, you can go cookie dough. You want to go just old school vanilla or chocolate? Uh, you know, there's nothing you can't go wrong really with the best creamery in the state. There's no doubt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey. We'll see. We'll see about that. Hey, we're just trying to bring. Wait, look, we got a lot of dairy farms. We got to protect yes, you up do. there. You know, Dine Gun Willica reminded protect us. Protect the dairy farm. <laughs> Scott, thanks for the time, man. Great to talk to you. We'll see you tomorrow. You guys are the best. No problem. Thanks, All Scott. Right. Scott Gerard on the Desert First Credit <laughs> Union Hotline. Desert First, you know why we show out. We'll take Lavelle. And the ice cream. <laughs> and the game. Let's go. Coming up, freshman running back Sione Finau is one-on-one after his 89-yard performance against Boise State. Two weeks. Has he caught his breath yet? I hope so. Two former Cougars square off in the NFL this weekend. It's a homecoming for one of them. Who and where? This is BYU Sports Nation. The Mark Pope era begins tonight. As men's hoops plays its only public exhibition. See what I did there? They played a close one against Calorady. UT Tyler, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Your boy Yoli Childs will be able to play tonight. And then he has to sit out nine games. Tonight on BYU TV. Let's go. You know you're the GOAT of a team or a franchise when all I do is see the word Patriots because that's UT Tyler's mascot. And yeah. I automatically just think Tom Brady. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. We're, on, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> 
Let's keep it rolling on a Friday. This is how we do it. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU plays at Utah State tomorrow in the 89th edition of the Battle for the Old Wagon Wheel. The Aggies are sitting on a two-game win streak against Brigham for the first time since 73 and 74. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, with BYU TV's countdown to kickoff with your boy Spencer Linton and co. an hour later. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner had nine tackles in a 28-25 win against the Arizona Cardinals. His 49ers are still undefeated Oof. in your division, Jeremy. No. Boo. Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers travel to Los Angeles. A homecoming of sorts for J Swag Daddy when he takes on Michael Davis, his former teammate, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Minnesota Vikings. Ziggy Ansa and Jerem Seahawks host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a win. Five interceptions from Jameis Winston on that one. <laughs> yeah. Harvey Longy and the Jets are on the road against the Miami Dolphins, and Sione Takitaki and the Browns take on the struggling Denver Broncos. Volleyball. So up St. Mary's on 13 kills from McKenna Miller last night. The Cougars host Pacific tomorrow, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, right here on BYU TV. Men's basketball. BYU in its only exhibition tonight against a Division II school, UT Tyler, the Fighting Tom Brady's, <laughs> the Patriots. What? I'll have pregame on, uh, Sharon will have pregame, I should say, on the BYU Cougars app starting at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific with the game also on BYU TV. Yoli Childs eligible to play today, but how much will he play in that contest? After And he has to sit out the first nine games. This will also be our first look at Arizona's Heralded transfer Alex Barcelo. We're hearing great things about this kid. Women's basketball. The ladies host the University of Antelope Valley, which I didn't know existed until this week. We learned something. Tomorrow, 4 Eastern on the WCC Network. The Antelopes. Jimmer! Fredette and Team Panathinaikos beat Anadolu FSSK 86-70 last night. Jimmer had 11 points, 4 assists. zip code or something? 3 for 5 from deep. He continues to shoot lights out from behind the 3-point line. Soccer. Number four, women's soccer at San Francisco. Tomorrow, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Jason Shepard on the call on the radio. By the way, University of Antelope Valley are the pioneers. Oh, they're the pioneers. Yeah, they didn't go uh, with that. Okay. All right. Should mention, in about 30 minutes, the West Coast Conference Championships in cross-country begin. Men are ranked second. Women are ranked sixth. I expect both to win the WCC. Right? They should. I mean, they're they're the clear favorites going in. Let's go. How fantastic is it to have two top six cross-country teams? How fantastic? Very. Yes. Coming up, my going for two picks. And Spencer's. Only yours? Just mine. (laughs) And none from Jason. And we go one-on-one with Sione Finau. In fact, it's Jason Shepard doing that. Yeah! That is the running back out of Kearns, Utah. Keep it rolling in state against the Aggies. This is BYU Sports Nation. We be rolling. Hate it. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Cougars and Aggies tomorrow night in the football. Get ready for it. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. We're showing Gregor Bell and Riley Nelson. Ben Bagley will be your pregame radio host initially, and he does not get in the photo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's in third place in our going for two standings, Jason Shepard. But his picks are N.A., (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did do us a solid favor by going one-on-one BYU Sports Nation all-access after BYU football practice with the emerging running back, Sione Finau, soft-spoken kid, not so soft-spoken against Boise State. Here's this interview. 
All right, Sione. Now, this is the first time that you and I have talked, that you and I have met, but you and I have something in common, besides obviously being elite athletes, of course. Uh, we are also proud graduates of Kearns High School. There are not many Kearns Cougars that, that we can have this conversation with. So yeah, from one Cougar to another, it's nice to meet you. No, thank you. Nice to meet you as well. So now take me through, for those that may not necessarily know your story, give everybody a little bit of a background on you, where you grew up, where you went. I know you served a mission in San Jose. So give everybody a little bit of an idea of your background. Um, you know, I'm the, the son of Loyan and Sateki Finau. Uh, from, I, I come from Kearns, um, Utah. Um, I'm the third oldest of six. Um, and, yeah, just came here to play football and get an education. Third oldest of six. So kind of right, you're right there you're, you're right there in the middle. So what was that like being the middle child? Oh, my mom was just telling me I'm the glue of the family. So that's, that's what really got me through my years. Uh, just saying, okay, I'm the glue of the family, okay, just to know. So it was good. So why was BYU the, uh, the right place for you? Um, you know, just the atmosphere and, you know, the standards of where it was coming from. And, you know, just being around return missionaries and uh, just trying to surround myself with, uh, you know, same values. So it was, it was like an easy um, pick for me as well. And as we mentioned, you went on your, uh, your mission to, to San Jose. What was that experience like for you? Oh, man, it was uh, the hardest but the best experience. Uh, first being, you know, gone from my mom, you know, my mama's boy. Um, you know, especially that, you know, just trying to um, get my own testimony of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. But, um, you know, I think it was the best, you know, trying to um, be independent and, you know, what I wanted out of my life. So it was a good uh, eye-opener. Football obviously has played a large role in your life. What has it meant to you to be able to play football here? Um, I think it, um, just going back to my family, um, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, since we were little. I used to tell my mom, you know, I just want to play, you know, college football. And mom was like, you know, your time will come. And, you know, the first person I wanted to see after my game, the Boise game, uh, was my mom. And I could just see her tears and her hard work and dedication that, um, she put through and as well as my dad, you know, he, he passed away a couple years ago. Um, just, you know, seeing that his hard work didn't go any, uh, didn't go, um, to dust, you know, just, just seeing his hard labors and, um, stuff like that. Um, you know, just come to life. It was, it was good to see. You mentioned the Boise State game and, and for a lot of people that may be the game where they officially recognize Sione Finau, a, a fantastic game for you. What was that experience like to be able to have that type of performance? Um, you know, just getting this question a lot, you know, just the, the other 10, um, you know, putting me in the best situations possible. And I was just super fortunate, you know, good blockers for my offense, special teams, um, you know, having a heck of a game. It was just, you know, the best feeling is, uh, you know, the best feeling. I've got to imagine, and obviously it's better to be coming off of a victory than a loss, but having a bye week where you know you've got some extra time in between games, i got to imagine coming off a win, that's got to make things even better as you prepare for Utah State. Yeah, for sure. Um, just the mindset, you know, that we can, you know, play with anybody. You know, we came from, you know, you know those two losses before from Toledo and USF, you know, just the mindset that, man, we can really play. You know, and it really changed the outcome of our practices last week and how we, we finished and, you know, just having the confidence level through, um, through our practice. Where else did you see that confidence show in terms of in the, on the practice field? Where, where else have you seen that materialize? Um, you know, in the weight room and, you know, especially with, um, you know, the two freshmen that started, um, you know, in the Boise game, you know, Blake Freeland and Clark Barrington, you know, playing a big role and not really being pressured, you know, stuff like that, just being, you know, confident. You know, I told them, you know, throughout that whole week, like, man, I feel confident in you too. And, man, it showed, you know, they were just, you know, they were just playing with confidence and finishing to the ball um, every down. 
What has been the focus this week? Is with two weeks to prepare, obviously that's a great opportunity for you guys, especially when you're taking on an in-state foe. And I know beating your rival, your rivals is one of the team goals. What's been the focus for you guys? Um, just finishing, you know, and having the energy to, you know, excited to play the game, you know, just talking to Coach Grimes and the offense, you know, that's what um, – and that's what's going to um, get us throughout this game, you know, having more energy and, you know, finishing through every play. You know, just doing your 111 is what he says. And just, you know, um, just having excitement to play the game. You know, a lot of people could play this game. You know, we're just trying to do it for, you know, Provo and all the BYU fans out there. Boise State was not the only game where you guys have had these games where everything seemed to be clicking. And the coach was talking about making that consistent. How do you make that consistent so it's not just a one-game thing? Um, I think, you know, you said it before, just, you know, having a mindset, you know, and trying to, you know, consistently having that, you know, that mindset that, man, we can really play with these people and really um, show them that, you know, we're here to play and, you know, so finishing again and having energy just again just to play the game, you know, just having fun. And, you know, when you're a little kid, you know, you want to just play the game. So, you know, we, we've tried to really adapt that within um, this offense. How excited are you guys for this matchup heading up to Logan? Obviously, it's going to be a hostile crowd, and uh, this is a team that has beaten BYU two in a row. What, what are your overall thoughts on this matchup? Uh, this match is going to be a, a good one. Um, you know, again, you know, the old wagon wheel and, you know, that you know, adds up the, the rivalry uh, a little bit. But, um, again, we're not really just focusing on, you know, our offense and our special teams and our defense as well. Um, you are not trying to focus on those little things, but um, just coming together as a team and being excited. So it'll be good. What stands out to you about their defense? Um, just their overall uh, physicality and, you know, going to the ball. So, again, just going back to the energy and finishing. So uh, it'll be a good one on Saturday. As a, as a local guy, a guy from the state of Utah, do these rivalry games, especially the in-state rivals, mean something more to you? Yeah, for sure. You know, having a lot of friends that, you know, went to Utah State and stuff like that. You know, it's just a little bragging rights, a little, you know, we come home that next day, that Sunday, we just text and, you know, just a little, a little brotherhood, you know, a good, uh, you know, friendly match, you know, after. But, yeah, it, it does mean a little bit more because, you know, a lot of people know Utah State and, you know, how we can, you know, have this rivalry. So it's going to be a good one. Well, from one Cougar to another, Siona, it's great to talk to you, and good luck in Logan against the Aggies. Thank you, sir. Wow, a sir for Jason Shepard from Sione Fino. I like his wiggle. I like his vision. He's got some oomph, some yeah. bounce. Like, yeah. I, I think that this kid's got a bright future at he BYU. He started the year at fourth or fifth string, and then Tyler Algier moved, and Fino got the injury. Just be ready. That guy ran for eight yards of carry against the number 14 team in the country. Awesome. Yes. As a redshirt freshman, everyone's like, who's that? 46 yard longest rush of the season. Yeah. For a touchdown. He's another guy with a low resting heart rate. Yeah, he's just he's chilling, man. No. He's just chilling. <laughs> Coming up, a week after a heart attack, Dave Rose is out and about. So great to see him up and doing well. And are going for two picks. The rally is on, Jerem. You can see me in the rearview mirror. It's BYU Sports Nation. Oh, it's not the rally monkey like the Angels. Come on, man. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back on a Friday, BYU Sports Nation. This is how we do it. Parties here on the west side, I think. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Show's also on demand anytime you want, okay? BYU TV, BYU Radio apps. Whenever you want. Go for it. Now. Well, not right now. We're in the middle of this. But <laughs> you, just you, a second. Maybe you're watching on demand or listening. Time to go for two. Can you predict the future? Yep. These guys think they can. We're going for two. 
on BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Jeremy, you have a 9-5 to five lead going into All this day. week. All day. Okay. 9-5. to five. <laughs> Rally's on, baby. My first pick this week. BYU will have more passing yards than Utah State. It's basically a wash on the season yep. when you look at the stats. Yep. But we heard from Scott Gerard that Utah State will pass to set up the run. Oh, how convenient. So I feel like this is now an aggressive pick. BYU will have more pass yards than Utah State in this game tomorrow night. I agree with that. I think it's an aggressive pick. My second pick, first team to 21 wins. Typically for BYU, if they get behind early in this game, it does not end well. Mm. So the first team to 21, not even 24, first to 21 will win this matchup tomorrow night. By the way, uh, this season, BYU has struggled to overcome, I think, halftime deficits. I'm flipping through unsuccessfully and whatever. I can't find it. All right, my first one. BYU will cover and win. Ooh. Okay, outright win. I'm calling cover and outright win. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. At three and a half, if this goes up or down, I'm just basing it off of what it is right now, three and a half. Okay. And two, BYU will turn it over. This will be the first win in which BYU turns the ball over this year. That's what I'm saying. So some trends break. then. Cover and win. And BYU will turn it over, meaning they overcome said turnover to still win this game. By, uh, they, they'll win, yeah. By the way, all three of Cut. BYU's wins have come in underdog fashion. Yes. So why not make it four? Yes. So on my first pick, if BYU loses but covers, I don't get it. I'm saying cover and win. Basically just win. Okay. Yeah. So just, yeah, just win. Yeah. This feel, even though Utah State is a three-and-a-half point favorite, this game still feels like it's... A coin flip. Yeah, it feels like an even matchup. Uh, Hard to know which team uh, is going. BYU hasn't decided slash announced slash determined its its quarterback. Perhaps internally they have. They're just holding it. I'm excited to see this. Who is Utah State after that blowout lost Air Force where they looked pathetic? They're they're better than that team. I don't know that BYU is better than... The team that beat Boise State itself. Does that make sense? I think BYU's as good at, like, the peak for BYU was beating Boise State and beating USA. Tennessee was survival, right? Just get out of there with a win, make a crazy play at the end, be tough in OT. That was a while ago. That was with Zach Wilson and Tyson Williams. Yeah. Will, will BYU get Emmanuel Superback, by the way, is the question. The, the, he's the incumbent number one. Sione Fina had a really nice game. Is he ready for a kind of full accoutrement of carries? TBD. Lopina Katoa had a solid game as well against Boise State. Will the O-line continue? Although it, it's really banged up, will the O-line be able to run against Utah State with a different scheme than Air Force? <laughs> uh, you talk about rush defense. Can Utah State defend the run against BYU? We'll see. And will Jaron Hall get out in space a little bit with his legs and change the game? Okay, a couple of things. Uh, one, you said. Did you remember Tyson. a burning question too? No, but no. I I remember where I was going with that. Mm. And it dealt with do you? Okay, so yes, do you believe in dreams coming to fruition? Are you one of those guys? Yes. Okay, I dreamt that Tyson Williams oh, came back you? to BYU last night. Came <laughs> and, back, and it was the happiest dream. Ever. I also dreamt I was in Russia two days ago. So, <laughs> you know what? Okay, bobble. Now, more importantly about the game tomorrow, does the idea of Utah State (laughs) chucking the ball all over all over the field against BYU not kind of make you worry? Because it it make I'm a little no because no. Previous to the last game, yes, but BYU had some different uh, stunts and twists and blitzes, and Diane Gonwoluku was in the backfield a bunch. I'm confident that BYU can put some pressure on Jordan Love and make it difficult. 
and I'm confident in BYU's new ability to do some things they hadn't done with Kalani Satake's fingerprints all over the defense now with a revamped system on offense in terms of uh, you know, involvement from the whole staff. You have three former, four, I think, with Steve Clark, actually, four uh, coordinators in that group. I think BYU figured some things out. Will they be as effective like a 21-point quarter? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I expect BYU to be good tomorrow night. Yeah, and we're, go. not, we're not talking about just beating rivals. We're talking about beating two of the top teams in the Mountain West Conference. So there's added weight. Yeah. And Utah State's probably the fourth best team in the league now. Our question of the day, if BYU beats Utah State... Do back-to-back wins against rivals make up for the losses at Toledo and USF? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at JJ Morales on Facebook. No, but if BYU beats Utah State, it will go a long way to possibly making this a very good season. Let's say BYU beats USU and then wins out, win a bowl game. That's a 9-4 and four season with this schedule. I think that would be a really good year. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd be uh, fantastic. Now for today's rise and shout-outs. Jerem got a fantastic update from the Rose family last night, courtesy of Cheryl Rose, the wife of former BYU basketball coach Dave Rose. On Instagram, she posted a picture of them together out in their uh, Halloween costumes. Had a little uh, Mexican fiesta theme going Love on. It. Really fun. They were with Mariachi their family, with their grandkids. That's a great. week ago, he walked out of the hospital after a significant and serious heart attack. So good to see Coach Rose on his feet and That's doing well. That's awesome. And my rise and shout-out goes to basketball season. It is upon us. It is a ball night for the first time this season. Exhibition. Excited to be back in the Marriott Center. Love watching BYU men's hoops. Very excited about it tonight. And uh, I'm filling in for Jason on the radio pregame coverage. So yes, you are. You're a busy man. Radio Let's, pregame. We're all busy. Tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff. We're all busy. Let's go. Our thanks to today's guests, the voice of the Aggie, Scott Gerard, and BYU running back, Sione Finau. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tyler Anderson. See you tonight for BYU men's basketball, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Go Cougs. Or I'm high guy.